Step number eight is this. Feed your spirit daily. Feed your spirit daily. Now, here's what I mean. I have a five-minute introduction to this. <clears throat> when we eat natural food, like, you know, stuff we regularly eat, like chocolate cake, Bojangles, things like that. When we eat that stuff, I don't know if whenever you eat it, you're thinking about the fact that it affects your bones. And when you eat it, it's affecting your blood and your heart pumping and things of that nature whenever you eat natural food. If you eat things that taste good and are quick and easy to get, but they're unhealthy, your physical body becomes unhealthy. If you eat food that's healthy and you're drinking the right amount of water and you're eating salads and nuts and stuff like that, then your physical body becomes healthy. What you feed your spirit man is going to determine whether or not you grow to become more like Jesus or less like Jesus. If you, if you feed your spirit the right things, faith-filled music, if you're in church every Sunday, you're part of Bible studies, short groups, you have scripture that you, that you go to bed and you just think about a scripture before you go to bed, you watch a sermon for 10 minutes when you're getting ready in the morning, whatever it is, if you feed your spirit the right things, then the spirit of God in your life is the strongest influence and you'll be able to do and become what God's called you to be and do. If you feed your spirit the wrong things like pornography, negative people, the wrong movies, the wrong influences, the wrong places, then you will spiritually die and your flesh will take over and you're going to do whatever your flesh wants to do. If it wants to cuss somebody out, if it wants to quit a job because somebody did you wrong, if you want to punch somebody, if you want to get offended and leave church, you'll do whatever your flesh wants to do if you don't feed your spirit. The main scripture we're looking at today is Psalm chapter 1. It's in the middle of your Bible if you want to turn to it. Psalms 1 verse 1 for your notes. It says this. Blessed is the man who does not go with the ungodly. Everybody say the wrong people. Nor stands inactive in the path of sinners. Has anyone ever said to you, Mom, Dad, I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm just there hanging out. I'm not smoking pot. I'm just there with them. I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm just there but you're standing inactive. The very fact that you're there, inactive. You know, guilty by association. It says, nor sits with those who have no use for God. Everybody say the wrong place. Everybody say the wrong place. Okay, so this is, um, have you ever um, hung around somebody and say, John Paul, they're a good person. Of course they don't serve Jesus, but they believe in a higher power. So they're okay, they learn, but they have no use for God. It says instead, he finds joy in God's word and he habitually meditates on it in the morning and at night. <clears throat> he will be like a tree planted by the water producing fruit every month. Now in seven minutes from now, I'm going to ask you to say the phrase producing fruit. What phrase am I going to ask you to say? <clears throat> okay, good job. Now according to this scripture and all through the Bible, here's what we see. Who we hang out with. Where we hang out, what we meditate and think about, what we watch, because the eyes are the windows to the soul, all of these things are feeding your spirit. They're either feeding your spirit trash or they're feeding your spirit faith. They're either feeding your spirit negative things or positive things, fear or faith. Doubt and worry, anxiety, or peace and joy and love. Everywhere you go, everything you do, every movie you watch, every book you read, every person you talk to on the phone, every minute that you are awake, your spirit is getting fed something. And what we feed our spirit determines what we grow into. 
If you don't like what you're growing into, you got to feed yourself something different. You heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Okay, you are what you eat spiritually. If you don't feed yourself anything, you're dying spiritually. You are what you feed yourself spiritually. It's nobody else's fault if you're always discouraged if you're feeding yourself the wrong thing. It's nobody else's fault if you got no money, if you're always hanging around people that are filled with a poverty mindset and spend their money on addictions and never want to work and they're always lazy. You're around things that are feeding your spirit. Let me explain to you on a more deeper level. We are a three-part being, you and I. We are a spirit, soul, and body. Okay? We have a soul. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. I think, I want, I feel. I think, I want, I feel. Or for some of y'all, it's I think, I want, I feel. You know, I think, I want, I feel. You, are, you have a soul. That's your soul. You live inside of a body. That's your earth suit is your body. But you are a spirit. The fact that you are a spirit is the most important point. You are a spirit. If you're not a spirit, that means when you die, you're just done. When your body's dead, you're just done if you're just a spirit. Okay? Um, your soul, I think I want to feel, biblically we might call that our flesh. Our, our body and our soul, our flesh. Our flesh wants to do this, do this. But your spirit is what lives forever. Now, when you get to heaven, you get a new body. And we're not going to recognize each other by the new bodies. We're going to recognize each other by our souls. Your personality is your soul. When you get to heaven, you're going to see me, and you're not going to say, oh, John Paul, you know, your haircut, and I know your big lips, and da-da-da-da. You're going to see my personality. You're going to say, that's John Paul, that's John Paul. If you go to hell, you get a body that does not die, but constantly can feel the pain and the burning and the torment. But either way, your earthly body is going to be done one day. Your spirit's going to live forever. Your spirit is what takes your soul to heaven. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes in your life and quickens your spirit, makes your spirit alive, and now you have access to get into heaven. Your soul is going to go to heaven through the Spirit of God connecting with your spirit. If you're not saved, your spirit's dead, and it's going to go right to hell along with your soul in a different body. We're all on the same page so far. Romans 8.16 says God's spirit joins to our spirit to declare that we are God's children. It joins to your spirit. And that's how you're going to get to heaven. Here's what I want you to see. Go back to the spirit, soul, body. All three of these are connected while you're on earth. They all affect each other. As an example, if you ate way too many donuts in there before breakfast, it affects your body, which affects your soul and your spirit. Because you're going to come in here and you're going to be very lethargic. And here I'm preaching and you want your spirit to get fed the word of God. But halfway through the sermon, you just kind of doze off and you're kind of thinking about something else. And, and you want to listen to the sermon and you want to pay attention and you want to get fed. But you're all lethargic because you ate the wrong things physically. Now it's affecting your spirit. Let me give you another one. Um, if your soul's in charge and your soul got offended because somebody hurt your feelings, and because they hurt your feelings, you're thinking about what they did wrong, and now you want to stay home and not come to church, now your spirit's not going to get fed because your soul was in charge, and your soul affected your spirit and your body. You understand? Um, let's say that your soul takes over and it wants to punch somebody. If it does, that physical pain's going to hurt you. You might end up in jail, and that's going to affect your soul, your body, and your spirit because you're not where God wants you to be. You understand? So our goal is to feed our spirit every day and every night so that the spirit of God is the strongest influence in your life and that affects your soul and your body. Let me give you some biblical examples. 
Do you know that there was a disciple of Jesus Christ that his body defied the laws of gravity? Now, how can a physical body defy the laws of gravity? Peter walked on water because the spirit was the strongest of the three in his life. Because he fed his spirit daily. Now, when Peter started to sink, you know why he sank? He sank because he got afraid. Was the spirit afraid? The Bible says that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He sank because his soul took over. His mind, I'm afraid, I can't, I can't, what am I doing? I can't believe it's going to happen to me. What's, the flood's coming, I'm going to lose everything in my house. My life's going to be over. I've collected it, now everything's gone. What are we going to do? And his soul took over. And the Spirit was saying, Peter, get back up there. You can walk on water, man. God's going to take care of you. What am I? His soul took over. If the Spirit is the strongest thing in your life, do you know that can affect your mind? Because the Bible says God can quicken wisdom to your mind that you've something you've never studied before, but the Spirit of God did it because you've been feeding your spirit daily and now you have the answer to the problem that you've been going through that day at work or in life. The Spirit can affect your emotions. You're full of anxiety and you don't know what's going to happen, but when you start feeding your spirit, man, the Bible says God can give you a peace that passes all understanding. The Bible says that the Spirit of God can affect your emotion of joy or not. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You see what I'm saying today? You have a spirit, soul, and body. And if you're always focused on the body and your soul, your spirit's going to die. But if you will feed your spirit every morning and every night, just like the Bible says, prosperity and success will come your way. Um, you are today what you've been feeding yourself. Everything that you are today is because of what it is you've been feeding yourself. If your spirit is fed properly properly, then God can do things in your life you never thought possible. Um, there's a, I was studying the life of an eagle. And an eagle, unless it's in captivity, it will only feed on fresh food. An eagle will not eat dead food or roadkill, but there are other birds that will. A vulture will, a buzzard will. And so an eagle, unless it's in captivity, searches for fresh food. It will spot a salmon a mile away and it will fly down, it will bypass roadkill and this dead bugs over here. And it will do whatever it can to get that fresh salmon in the water, grab it, and eat it. And the strength of an eagle is found in its diet. Now, the other animals, the buzzards, the vultures, and that kind of thing, they'll eat dead trash. But here's the thing, they'll never soar like an eagle. And the Bible says, and go to the next scripture, in Isaiah 40, 31, that we are to mount up with wings as eagles, we're not to mount up with wings like buzzards. We're not to mount up with wings like vultures. We're to mount up with wings like eagle. Now, I told you, unless it's in captivity, it only eats the right thing. Do you know that your flesh can be held captive? And here it is. Here, how is a flesh held captive? A flesh is held captive when it does whatever it feels like doing, whatever it wants. It just wants. Listen, there's a little bit of nudity, a little bit of GD bombs in there. No big deal. There's some other good stuff. I'm going to watch whatever I want to watch. Well, you're feeding yourself trash. I know that music has you know, some GDs in there and some F-bombs and da-da, but you know what? There's a few good lines in it. You're feeding yourself trash. Well, that person, I know they don't go to church to serve God, but you know they're a good person and they believe in a higher power. You're feeding yourself trash. Now, you can keep doing that. You can survive off of trash. An eagle and buzzard, they can survive off of... In fact, an eagle in captivity will survive off of dead food, but it will never soar the way God intended for it to soar. 
And you here today, you can't blame anybody else on what you've been feeding yourself. Now, when you were living at home, you might not have had the right things feeding yourself, not, not the right parents, not the right friends, whatever. But now you're at the age where you can decide who you hang out with, where you hang out, and what you watch on a regular basis. Because all that is feeding you. Everything we are today is because of what we fed ourselves. Everything. The way you think, the way you feel, the way you act, the way you work. Your work ethic is because of what you've been feeding yourself and who you've been around. Um, I got a friend, Jason, over here, and Jason's a very successful businessman. And one thing about Jason is, in his text messages, he's incredibly proper and kind and effusive and just very, very, just, he just treats everyone in text like he's doing a million-dollar business transaction, okay? He wasn't born that way. He didn't come out learning how to do that. It was put in him, most likely by his dad, who's the same way. His dad fed him these things, and he saw what it took to be a successful businessman, and he saw what it took to communicate to people the right way and to deal with difficult situations at a very calm level. He saw it and it was put in him, and now he's become that. Now, you might not have had parents like that. You might have had people that cussed at you when you did wrong and didn't care if you were disobeying and talked down to you, but you can change what you've been feeding yourself today. You can get around the right people. If you keep, the reason that some of you here today, you cuss every sentence, everything on Facebook is a tragedy and someone's doing you wrong and you have one relationship after the other every other week, it's not that you're a bad person, it's not there's something wrong with you, it's that you're feeding yourself the wrong things. If you're depressed and discouraged, don't sit at home, get out and do something God wants, get part of a Bible study group, come to church. You know how many people call me every single week? Oh, I'm so depressed. I'm so discouraged. My life is over. I want to get married. I want a better job. And I said, okay, well, come to church. I don't have time to come to church. Well, can you go to Wednesday night? I don't have time to. We have it on Thursday night. Can't do it Thursday night either. Friday morning can't. When are you available? I'll make one just for you that day. Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be mean. That person is going to live discouraged, depressed, and they're not going to get married and have the life God wants them to have. You can't do nothing for them. They won't set, they won't get out of their environment and get to a better, they won't feed themselves the right things. I have a test for you today to see if whether or not you've been feeding yourself the right things. Tell me, did we put that other scripture that I missed at the first service in there? Okay, so I have a test I'm going to show you anyway on if you've been feeding yourself the right things. This is a test to see if you are spiritual or not. How many of you would like to know whether or not you're spiritual? Two of you. Excellent. Okay, good. So here's the test. In Galatians 5, remember, what was the phrase I told you to remember earlier? It was a phrase, producing fruit. Okay, all through the Bible it talks about disciples producing fruit. Be fruitful, 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 fruitful. What does that mean? Here's what it means. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. Here's what I want you to see. This is not the fruit of my work. This is not the fruit of being a good... It's not, oh, i got to be a good Christian, be a good Christian. Please, God, help me love. Please, God, help me have joy. That's not what being a Christian is about at all. You should never try to be a good person. Biblically, you should never try. I want to try so hard to have self-control. Try, even self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit being the strongest influence in your life, not your works. Have you ever seen an apple tree struggle to produce an apple? Have you ever seen an apple tree saying, please let there be an apple. I want an apple so bad. Apple, apple, apple. Oh, there's not an apple, apple. What do I do? You've never seen that. You know why? Because you take an apple tree and you plant it in the right environment. And you water it and give it sun. And it just naturally starts producing apples. Why? It was planted in the right place. It fed on the right things. Now, if you take that apple tree and you put it on some concrete... 
and you feed it gasoline, it's not going to produce apples. And it's going to struggle, 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 struggle. We were never called to struggle to be a good Christian and a disciple of Jesus. We're called to feed our spirit every single day and then let God produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith. This is what it means to be spiritual. Has anybody in your life ever, you've been around a Christian and they make you feel less than because they talk this Christian lingo and they say spiritual and things like that and they talk about the book of Revelation all the time and they speak in tongues and you think, oh, I'm not as good as them. I wish I could be a good spiritual. That's not being spiritual. Speaking in tongues is real and it's biblical, but the same people in the Bible that did that were having sexual immorality problems and were being kicked out of churches. Okay? So it doesn't mean you're spiritual if you speak in tongues. It's real and it's biblical, but nobody's better than you because they know the book of Revelation or because they talk spiritual talk and that kind of thing. I remember whenever we started the church, I was 26 years old and I, and I, and I was very insecure trying to learn how to pastor and preach. And we started the library in Socasty. And... Um, and I was so happy to have 12, 16 people. I mean, 16 people was a great Sunday. And so there were these three families, two, maybe two or three families. And they came to church, but they always made me feel less than. At the end of the sermon, I would go to the back and I would greet people as they exited the library. And um, they would always say things like, John Paul, it just wasn't spiritual enough for us today. And the next Sunday they say, John Paul, your sermons just aren't that spiritual and this one lady would always say, John Paul, you're just not meaty enough. You don't give me enough meat. And um, I wanted to say, why don't y'all go to a stinking other church? But I was so excited to have people and I wanted to appease them. So I would lock myself in my room from Sunday at 1 o'clock to Wednesday trying to find a spiritual sermon. You know, trying to, God, what does this mean? I, meaty. Every week this lady would say, you're not meaty enough. You're not meaty enough. You just need more meat. I thought, you want me to serve you Bojangles while I'm preaching? Is that what you're... I don't know. What are you trying to say to me? And um, I just felt so not good enough, and I didn't feel like I was a good Christian. And I remember, to, as a side note, for five years, I never greeted people after church in fear that they were going to, you know, cut me down or things like that. So anyway, so this lady always say, you're not meaty enough. You're not, and, and during church, she'd scream and speak in tongues. And then after church, you're not meaty, all this kind of meaty enough. Well, she ended up leaving the church. Thank you, Jesus. And so about three months after she left the church, three months later, we had a call from a, another family in church that we really love, and the husband was an, he's an alcoholic. And um, the wife said, you know, she had just had a baby. She said, my husband's at the bar. He's drunk, and he doesn't have his friends there. We're scared he's not going to be able to make it home without dying or killing somebody. Will you pick him up? So I said, sure. So I went to this bar. It was a biker bar right down the street from my house. And um, I went in the biker bar. You can immediately tell I did not belong. I was not wearing this shirt, by chance, just so you know. But anyway, and um, I saw the guy that I was going to pick up at the very end of the bar. He was passed out, drunk. And I went, and three bar stools before him was the lady that said nothing I did was meaty enough for her. She was an incredibly large woman, very large. And I say that because she was wearing a size medium biker outfit. And uh, she was not a brick house, but she did let it all hang out, you know. And so, um, so she was at the end of the bar. And I'll never forget, the smell of weed was everywhere, or what I'm told the smell of weed smells like. It was all over the place there. And this lady, that, she had a long joint in her mouth. Now, it might have been a tobacco joint, okay? But it was longer than my middle finger, and it was rolled to profession, or what I'm told a good rolled joint looks like, whatever. <laughs> According to my research on the internet for this sermon. And so, um, and so, um, 
Anyway, so I go and get my friend from the bar, and when I saw her, I almost passed out. And I, I tapped her on the back. I said, hey. And I said her name. And she said, oh, hey. And when she saw me, I've never seen anybody drop a joint so quick. Most people, they're really careful of it. That joint went, just fell right out. And she looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm here to pick up, you know, so-and-so. And I went, now, I want to just ask y'all what y'all think I did. A, I just walked out and let it go. B, I said a good prayer for her, and then I left. Or C, I said something smart aleck and rude. Amen. C, I did not feed my spirit that day. I turned around and I said, well... I hope this is meaty enough for you. And then I left that place. I have never seen that lady since then. <laughs> She's probably glad she hadn't seen me. I bet, if she, I bet if she asked me, I bet she ran the other direction. Here's my point. You want to be spiritual? This is spiritual. It's not unspiritual to laugh. It's not unspiritual to have fun. And it's not spiritual to run around floating on clouds talking about the book of Revelation all the time. Being spiritual is you feed your spirit and this stuff comes out of your life. It comes out of your soul and your body. When you feed your spirit, that becomes in charge. Here's the point. A disciple of Jesus produces fruit. Now, if you want to see a test of what it looks like if you don't feed yourself, it's not up there, but a few scriptures beforehand in Galatians 5.19 says, The works of the flesh are immorality, filthy thoughts, uncleanliness. You ever been to somebody's house and you need a map to get from their living room to their bathroom to get through everything? Um, irresponsibility, like they're never on time, never do what they say they're going to do. Idolatry, they love money more than God. Witchcraft, um, that's um, um, palm reading and future telling and um, Ouija boards. Hatred, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, uncontrollable drinking and addictions. Here's the point, if you don't feed your spirit, your flesh is going to be in charge. And the works of the flesh will take over and all the... Now here's what I'm trying to tell you. If you have a problem with jealousy, your problem is not jealousy. Your problem is you're not feeding your spirit what God says about jealousy. If you're here today and you have a problem with self-control and you just can't handle the food right and you, you always eat more than you should, your problem is not food. Your problem is not self-control with food. Your problem is you're not feeding yourself what God's Word says about self-control so He can produce that in your life. If you have a problem with bitterness, forgiveness, hatred, strife, any of that stuff, that person or that circumstance or that situation is not your problem. Your problem is you're not feeding your spirit what God's Word says about it so that He can produce the right things in your life. Your job is not to, to struggle to produce fruit. Your job is to feed your spirit and God produces the fruit inside of you. Now, I want to give you a very applicable point, especially for those of us in ministry, full-time. Like I mean, Jordan's always in ministry, Trisha, Tim... If you're always, this is a huge point, very applicable, especially for all of you very kind-hearted people, okay? We can only help a person so far until they are willing to remove themselves from the toxic environment they have placed themselves in. You cannot, you can give somebody a million dollars, but if they do not learn what God's word says about spending money and working hard and giving and saving and tithing, they will always suffer and need money, always. You can give somebody hours of your week and pray for them and be there for them and I'm going to encourage you and if you need help, just call me. But if they don't remove themselves from the wrong people, the wrong places, the wrong websites, nothing you do is stronger than where they have planted themselves. Nothing you do is stronger than what they feed themselves. Nothing you give them can overcome what they are feeding themselves every morning and every night. 
Your problems that you think you have in life, those are not your problems. Your only problem today, your only problem is not the flood, is not discouragement, is not that you're not married, is not that you are married. Your problem today is this. You're not feeding your spirit what God says about that. If you will get into Bible college classes, short group, take notes during Sunday morning service, watch a five-minute sermon before you go to bed, put a scripture up, your house should be filled with inspirational things. Take down anything that makes you sad, depressed, lonely, and, and put up things that inspire you. Stop listening to music that discourages you. And don't, you say, well, uh, John Paul, I'm believing God's going to send me somebody. You think God's going to send you somebody to your house to knock on your door and say, hey, I hear you're available. Let's get married and start going to church together. No. I'm looking, I go to the clubs. You will not find Prince Charming at a club. You'll find Prince Mark, but not Prince Charming at a club. I'm just kidding. The only Prince Charming that was ever in a club is gone. He's done. He's married and having babies. So anyway, you got to plant yourself in the right place. You got to. Nothing that anyone does for you is stronger than that. And those of you that are always asking, I need help here, I need help here, I need help here. These people aren't responsible for feeding you and giving to you. You're responsible for feeding yourself. If you want to be a successful person, find people that are successful in that area and get around them. If you, if you want a good marriage, find somebody that's got a great marriage and take them out to eat once a month. Do something to get yourself feeding the right things. It says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Not I heard it and I'm done, but I'm hearing it on a regular basis. Um, there was a, an old Cherokee Indian that was trying to explain this principle to his grandson. And he said to his grandson, inside of every person there are two wolves. One wolf is always good. It's filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. The other wolf is always evil. It's filled with uncleanliness, idolatry, jealousy, strife, hatred. And these two wolves are always at war with each other inside of every single person. And the grandson said, well, granddad, which wolf is going to win the war? And the grandfather smiled and said, whichever wolf you feed. Same thing's true in life. You are what you are today because of what you've been feeding yourself. If you're handling situations wrong, I don't know what you've been feeding yourself. You've got to change what you're feeding yourself. If you're always discouraged, change what you're feeding yourself. Don't let your soul and your flesh take over. Your soul wants to do whatever. If it wants to be offended, it just bees offended. If it wants to punch somebody, it just punches somebody. If it wants to stop going to church, it just stops going to church. If it wants to focus on what's wrong, it just focuses on what's wrong. Don't listen to your body. Your body wants to eat everything in sight. Trust me. Your body wants to punch people. Your body wants to stay in and sleep. Your body wants to do whatever it feels good. Your body does not want to work out. Believe me. But if you will feed, listen, your problem, no matter whether your problem's weight, whether your problem's anxiety, whatever, that's not your problem. Just feed your spirit the right things. Don't wait until you're about to emotionally die. I'm almost done. I'm finished. But don't wait until you're about to emotionally die to do this. In other words, Dan and Erica, good friends of mine, our youth leaders, they're most likely going to lose their house in the flood. I mean, everything they have, everything they've done. But they are not, oh, what are we going to do, John Paul? Help us. We need money. We need this. We're going to make it. Oh, my God, everything we have. They're saying this. We'll just get more stuff. God's gotten us this far. God got us to this house. God got, we have, they just had a newborn baby. God's going to see us through. Why are they like this in the middle of a storm? Not because Jesus loves them more than me and you. Not because they're these spiritual giants. It's because for the past three years, Dan and Erica feed themselves every morning and every night God's word. 
with our youth, with church, with all the different things, reading books. That's what they do. See, a lot of y'all are like this. And then when you get way down here, you're like, I need God. i got to feed myself the right thing, and that's fine. But then you get here, and then you stop. And life's going fine, and then you're back down. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? If you would feed yourself the right thing when you're here, you'll stay here. Because it'll affect your, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. It'll affect your body. And you'll see yourself come to this point that no matter what tries to come against you, no matter what's trying to hit you, you can be in the middle of a storm and everything's going to be okay. God's got me. He's got me through this. He's got me through that. Because you're feeding your spirit the right thing. Joshua 1.8 says to meditate on God's word day and night and you'll have prosperity and good success. Everyone in here that is successful in whatever area, let's say you're successful in in working out, you're successful in business, you're successful as a teacher, the sex, successful parent, whatever area you are successful in, you, atheists, agnostics, Buddhists, anyone on this planet that is successful in an area of life, it's because they applied things from God's Word whether they realized it or not. God's Word is the answer for prosperity and success in every area. And you might not even realize that what you were doing was in the Bible, but it is if you're prospering and succeeding. This is the only way for prosperity and success. All you got to do is find what it is God's trying to teach you, change you, feed it to your spirit, and He'll do the rest. Y'all, listen, if this is true, and it is, that means this is the most important scripture in the Bible. Because if you just feed your spirit... Get in the right church, feed your spirit. doesn't matter what the sermon is. If it's feeding your spirit, you're growing. Y'all should pay your children to come to church and take notes. You should. I'm not paying them to. That'll make them. If you want your children to prosper and succeed in life, you pay them to cut the grass. Yeah. Pay them to do chores. Yeah. You, they get paid at McDonald's. Yeah. That's not going to cause them to prosper and succeed. This will. So pay them to do this. Ladies, if you want your husband to be a spiritual giant, you tell your husband. If you sign up for that men's book study, I will rock your world every night when you get home. You bring me your notes, I will just... Why do y'all think Micah takes so many notes during church? She's just writing notes down the whole time. She has pages and pages of notes. And she comes home and shows them to me. (laughs) Y'all better not be thinking the wrong thoughts. Your soul's taking over. Your soul's taking over. Stop. Don't let it... I think I'm done. I might be done. Oh, here's what I want to say. Um, I'm sure a lot of you probably had surgery before you had a doctor that you've met with and that have done a special, a doctor of a special area. That doctor became a doctor in that area because he spent years around people that want to do the same thing. He spent years listening to lectures on that subject. He or she spent years watching videos, reading books, looking at pictures, years, and then finally one day they got a degree and they're a doctor and they can officially open up your brain or your spinal cord or all that kind of things. Okay, some of y'all don't even realize it, but you're getting a degree in depression. Everything you read, everything you study, all the stuff on Facebook, hanging around these people, and you're studying, you're in the right places, and you're listening to these things, and now you're going to get a degree in depression. You don't even realize it. Some of y'all are getting your master's in poverty. You hang around people that don't know how to spend money, Hang around people that pour into their addictions. Hang around people that always, you know, always have a crisis. Always something going on. Always some emotional problem that needs to be fixed by money. You're in that. You're watching it. You're around it. And you're getting a degree in it. You will become what you study. And whether you realize or not, everywhere you go, you're studying something. Everywhere you go. Last point. Earlier this morning, I was going through Bojangles because I was hungry. And I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like waiting in line. And, um... I didn't feel like spending the money. 
you know, it's just the energy, the effort. So I went to the dumpster behind Bojangles, and I grabbed the first thing I could that didn't have, like, juice or anything on it. And I found this box, and I shook it, you know. And um, I was curious what was it, but I was hungry. So I figured, you know what, I'll eat anything. And so then when I get to church the first service, I opened it up to see what was in there, and I found a half-eaten biscuit. And the other half, it's not bad at all. Then I found this now. I have no idea what this thing is. It was brown, but anyway. If y'all saw me, how many of y'all have been dumpster diving before? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. No, no, that was a trick question. Don't do it. Too many people in the first service did it. Don't do it. Nobody shook their hand after church either. It was funny. Good to see. <laughs> Jesus, help me. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So I'm done. I'm preaching way too long. So here's the point. If you saw me dumpster diving, you'd say, John Paul, why don't you go to the drive-thru? I'd say, I don't want to spend the time. Why don't you go inside? I don't want to spend the money. I'm just going to do what's easy. Whatever's there, I'm just going to grab. That's what we do in life. We don't think about, are these friends really helping me grow? Are these TV shows really, are 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 they affecting me in a positive way? These websites, these Facebook people that I'm reading their posts, you can tell after one sentence if it's going to be positive or not. Unfriend them. They'll never know. Just let it go or, or, or unfollow them, whatever the thing is. Here, here's the point, Proverbs 15, 14. Only a fool feeds on trash. Only a fool. This isn't, this, this isn't a cut down. It's not saying you're a fool because you know. It's saying because you feed on trash, you have become a fool. You're a fool. Here's why you're a fool. You're feeding on the wrong things. You should do whatever it takes, whatever it takes, to plant yourself in the right place. You should take get some C, get, get Christian CDs. Go to the bookstore this week. Put them in your car. Don't just listen to whatever comes on your radio. Don't just watch whatever comes on TV. It's got a little bit of nudity, a bunch of GDs, a little rape scene, a little drug. No big deal. It isn't. That's just like going in the dumpster. Hey, I can find a good biscuit. If I look long enough, if I look long enough in the dumpster, I'll find a biscuit that hasn't been touched that's okay. But is it worth digging around the rest of that crap to find one little good thing? That's the same thing with some of the movies y'all are watching. Some of the people y'all are hanging out with. Is it worth it? Well, that person, they're good and they kind of do then, then, then. Is it worth hearing their mouth and their negativity and their cussing and all that stuff just to find a biscuit in the trash can? It might be harder to go through the drive-thru. It might be harder to spend the money. It might be a little bit more effort and energy. But we've been friends for so long. It's time to find new friends. It's okay. I've been hanging out at this place since I was 16. Time to find a new place to hang out. If you put garbage in, we're going to get garbage out. And I'm done. That's all you get. Okay. That was fun. (laughs) We had fun. How many of y'all are going to eat at Bojangles later today? Oh, you know what? I don't know if that's good or bad, but I need some of that. Okay.